Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good morning. Surprise testimony. The man who shot and killed Ahmaud Arbery takes the witness stand in his own defense. He, he had my gun. This is a life or death situation. How he describes the final moments of their fatal confrontation and why prosecutors say it should never have happened as he gets set to testify again this morning. Hanging in the balance, the fate of Kyle Rittenhouse in the hands of the jury as deliberations enter a third day. Jurors asking to re-watch drone video from the night of the deadly shooting at the heart of a dispute between prosecutors and the defense as tensions mount in Wisconsin where a verdict could come today. Trouble brewing Thanksgiving week storms threatening to make that trip home for the holidays even slower for tens of millions from coast to coast. Al's got everything you need to know. Where is she? A strange twist in the mysterious disappearance of a top tennis player not seen in more than two weeks after accusing a Chinese politician of sexual assault. Fellow stars voicing their concerns. Honestly, it's shocking, you know, that, that she's missing. This morning, a top tennis official speaking out. But still more questions and answers. We'll have the very latest. Today, Thursday, November 18th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, welcome to today. It's a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us. Let's start this morning with the news and the two trials that are being closely watched across the country. First one in Georgia, where in a stunning move, one of the men accused of killing Ahmaud Arbery took the stand in his own defense. And the other one we're watching is in Wisconsin. It's day three of jury deliberations in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the atmosphere outside the courthouse growing more tense by the day. Protesters clashing yesterday. We do have two reports for you. We're going to start in Brunswick, Georgia, with that unexpected testimony from the man accused of killing Ahmaud Arbery. NBC's Ron Allen is following that trial for us. Hey, Ron, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. When Travis McMichael returns to the witness stand, he is expected to face a very aggressive cross-examination. Prosecutors trying to convince the jury that all the defendants who are white made all the worst and wrong assumptions about Aubrey, who was black, and that they had no reason to shoot and kill him. I want to give my side of the story. Taking the witness stand Wednesday in his own defense, Travis McMichael telling the jury that Ahmad Arbery attacked him on the day in question and that he fired three shotgun blasts at close range, killing Arbery in self-defense. I shot. Why? He, he had my gun. This is a life or death situation. And I, I'm going to have to stop him from doing this, so I shot. Did he stop when you shot? He did not. The fatal encounter coming after what prosecutors say was a five-minute chase in their pickup trucks by McMichael, his father Gregory, and neighbor William Bryan, all three charged with cornering and killing Arbery. That final shot, he disengaged, and at that point, he let go, he turned and continued to run. Through the trial, the defense highlighting home security videos that it says show Arbery at least four times inside a neighborhood home under construction. 
Arbery's family has said he stopped at the construction site because he wanted to learn how to build a home. McMichael telling the jury that he and his father suspected Aubrey was involved in a string of burglaries in a community on edge about crime. And you had no idea what he'd actually been doing that day? Not at that time, no. Under cross-examination, prosecutors trying to convince the jury there was no spike in crime and that Aubrey never stole anything. Adding that the defendants were not trying to detain him for police when they went after Aubrey armed in their pickup truck. He didn't tell you, Dad, this is a really, really bad idea that could go really wrong for us and we should just stay here and call 911. You didn't say that, did you? I didn't. Aubrey's mother saying she hopes all three men testify so she can hear each one of them explain what they were thinking that day. Travis was on the stand wiping tears from, from his eyes. But again, Travis is alive. Huh? I mean, the tears he shed it today was no, was, can you imagine the tears that we have shared? While testimony continues inside the courtroom, outside here, activists say that hundreds of people will gather in a huge show of support for the Arbery family, including a number of black pastors who the defense has tried to exclude from the courtroom, saying they would only be there to try and influence the jury, comments that have sparked a huge outrage. Ron, Ron Allen Forrest there in Brunswick. Uh, Ron, thank you. Now the other trial we've been watching closely. It's in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Jury deliberations at the Kyle Rittenhouse double homicide trial. Now enter day three. And NBC senior national correspondent Tom Yamas has traveled there for us. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. Day three is right, and we are learning a lot about this jury. They are not rushing their decision, and they have some key questions about the critical moments in the trial, really the reasons why the entire country is watching this case right now. Did Kyle Rittenhouse truly fear for his life, or, as the prosecution says, was he reckless and the aggressor when he had that AR-15 in his hands? This morning, all eyes on the jury in Kenosha as the country awaits a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Most of day two focused on video footage. Jurors wanting to re-examine the violent moments caught on camera when Kyle Rittenhouse shot three people, killing two, including 26-year-old Anthony Huber. We spoke with Huber's great aunt outside the courthouse. If you had a chance to speak to Kyle, what would you tell him? I can't put it in words. When he gave his testimony, I didn't see a glimmer of remorse. I saw someone who got caught. The Rittenhouse family is still hopeful he'll be acquitted and get the chance to move on with his life. Has he ever looked back and, and maybe had some self-reflection and, and, and thought to himself, maybe I shouldn't have come to yes. Kenosha that night? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and he would not come to Kenosha again. Late Wednesday, the jury spent 45 minutes pouring over video footage inside the courtroom. One of the videos in particular, now at the center of the defense's motion to declare a mistrial, accusing the prosecution of intentional misconduct and withholding evidence. The dispute over a copy of this drone video shown at trial. The defense says they initially received a compressed video file and didn't get the higher quality version until two days before closing arguments. The prosecution said there was no ill intent and that the video was compressed when it was transferred, unbeknownst to either side. We did not alter the file. None of us know how to alter the file. Judge Schrader did not immediately rule on the defense's request, but the back and forth matching some of the tension outside the courthouse. A fight outside leading to two arrests. Police are arresting some protesters here after a long skirmish right in front of the courthouse. 
an unidentified man pinned by police and arrested after getting into an altercation with another protester. So, Tom, uh, you were near some of those tense protests yesterday. What, what are you yeah. seeing this morning? It's early yet. What are people expecting? You know, Savannah, for the most part, the crowds here have been very peaceful. The city of Kenosha has the weather working on their side. It is incredibly cold here, and people are waiting hours outside. That being said, yesterday we did see that fight. What was interesting is that you don't feel a police presence out here, but as soon as that fight happened, police came out of nowhere, and they took down one of those protesters. We also know there's National Guard on standby, 500 troops, Savannah, but they're not here. They're in another town. So it's clear officials here don't want to have that police presence to be felt, but they clearly are watching. All right, Tom Liamas at the courthouse for us. Thank you, Tom. Now to the rising COVID cases across the country and the growing push for booster shots for all adults. Moderna is now asking the FDA to make its extra dose available to everybody, 18 and up. And the agency could grant the same request for Pfizer later today. NBC's Ann Thompson joins us now with details. Hey, Ann, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. With at least eight states already offering boosters to all those over the age of 18 and more threatening to do so as cases climb, federal health officials will now try to play catch up to a growing demand for extra protection. This morning, it's Moderna asking for emergency authorization to add a booster for all adults, as the FDA could take action as early as today on Pfizer's booster request, amid yet another COVID surge. Those 65 and older are already approved for a third shot. While unvaccinated people remain at highest risk for the virus, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says they are seeing more older Americans at emergency rooms, making the case for why boosters are needed now. The rate of disease is markedly lower for those who received their booster shot, demonstrating our boosters are working. Walensky promising the CDC will act on authorizing boosters for those 18 and older as soon as it gets a recommendation from the FDA. While 80% of Americans have gotten at least one shot, it's the people who still refuse that have health officials worried. We've got to get the 62 million people who are eligible to be vaccinated in the first place and get them vaccinated. As for the boosters, more cities and states are acting on their own. Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, and Vermont, the latest to join in expanding access. This is flu season begins and the threat of a twindemic grows. Now we're seeing people who have been vaccinated for COVID feel pretty confident they don't have COVID, which is true, but now they're having symptoms like a cold, like a flu, and potentially spreading it to others. This morning, the nation marks another grim milestone in the pandemic. More than 100,000 Americans died from drug overdoses in a year for the first time in history. Opioids, including fentanyl, accounted for three quarters of the deaths. Vermont, West Virginia and Kentucky saw the biggest increases. We're seeing the stress and isolation of the pandemic. We're seeing people losing their jobs, as well as an increase in the amount of street drugs. So essentially creating the perfect storm. And you're talking about those rising cases all across the country. It sounds like the NFL is about to make some changes, too. Yeah, they are, Hoda, because they're seeing exactly what the country is seeing. After the NFL's cases more than doubled, the league now says every person must wear a mask inside team facilities starting on Thanksgiving Day. And all players, coaches and staff must be tested twice after Thanksgiving weekend, regardless of vaccination status.
All right, Ann Thompson for us right here across the street. Thanks, Ann. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hello, Ann. Hey. And great joy to the table. Morning, a little bit closer than Ann. A little Ann. closer, Savannah. Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Uh, we're talking about the Thanksgiving travel rush now, already expected to be slowed by the return of crowded airports and roads. And now, now there's apparently a holiday week storm to worry about. Al's going to have our forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Stephanie Gosk is at New York's LaGuardia Airport for us. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. You know, air travel has really increased in recent months, but it's fair to say that a lot of people who are flying over this holiday haven't flown in a long time, and they should expect things to look and feel different. And with this forecast becoming increasingly bleak, flying anywhere could be a headache. This morning, the weather maps tell a troubling story. Storms are brewing that could disrupt travel nationwide, including at some of the airline's biggest hubs in Chicago, New York, and Atlanta. And while storms are never good for air travel, the pandemic strain system will have an even harder time. We would ask that people be understanding right now. The number of people hitting the roads and the skies this Thanksgiving is nearing pre-pandemic levels, more than 53 million. Flight bookings are up over 100% since last year, but the travel industry has had trouble rebounding. Do people, before they even walk out the front door, have to manage their expectations for what this is going to be like? Right. It's not going to be smooth. The world has not returned to normal and won't return to normal probably through the rest of the year. Airports are asking people to show up two hours in advance for domestic flights and double check their carry-on. It's a jar, if it's in a, it's in a can, or even if it's homemade, then you want to put that in your check bag. TSA says it has enough staff, but the lines will be long. And authorities are asking passengers to extend their patience to the skies after airline staff have faced an uptick in unruly passengers. How concerned are you about this dynamic? And, and do you think more needs to be done to enforce measures against people who act out? I am very concerned about it. The level of unruly behavior is, is much higher uh, than, than I have ever seen it. There are challenges on the roads, too. Rental cars are hard to find and are expensive, costing nearly $100 a day on average. Gas prices are up more than 60 percent, prompting President Biden to write a letter to the Federal Trade Commission, accusing gas companies of unfairly hiking prices and asking for an investigation. The president writing in part, I do not accept hardworking Americans paying more for gas because of anti-competitive or otherwise potentially illegal conduct. But for now, those high prices and travel headaches are an unwelcome guest for the holidays. There are some people who like to make those last-minute plans over the holiday. They could be in trouble this year. There just isn't a lot of supply out there. So cars, hotels, flights, they could run out, Craig. All right, Stephanie Gosk, it sounds like you're talking to me directly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Steph. I'm going to put my turkey in the oven today. Yeah, no, right? No, no, do you no, recommend no, that? Don't do that. Don't do that. Will that try it out? No. But what we are talking about, we got another storm coming into the Pacific Northwest today. This one, not quite as bad as the last, so that's good news. We've got this frontal system here bringing in much cooler air behind it. We'll look at that. But let's look ahead now to Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving week. And you can see we've got another storm coming into the 
the Pacific Northwest. Wet, but not a, a, a real big game changer. But we are what we're watching is this Midwest to Northeast storm. This is starting, okay, on Sunday. This storm develops across the Midwest, bringing snow behind it. The front will head east through Sunday night. Now, as this front develops, along with this low pressure system, on Monday, we're looking for rain along the east coast. Lake effect snow starts de developing from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, all the way into the upper mid, I should say the upper parts of New England. Now, Tuesday, here's where things really get cranked up. That system pulls away. We're watching the development of that storm. Does it linger? Does a secondary storm develop? But we are looking for a possibility of snow from Albany, Syracuse, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, scattered snow showers for the northeast. We'll be watching that very closely. Arctic cold coming in, and this is going to set up the lake effect snow machine. I mean, we're talking some places getting upwards of a foot of snow, parts of New England into western New York. And here's what we're looking for as far as the airports. Early next week, Boston, rain and wind, going to be big problems here in New York. D.C., some delays. Cleveland, heavy delays, snow and wind. Same for Cincinnati, Nashville, and Chicago. So we're going to watch this as it develops. But again, allow yourself extra time early part of the week. By Thanksgiving, things should be clear. And things will hopefully, in any airport delays, will have all been straightened out. Coming up in the next half hour, we're cranking up the temperature roller coaster. What do you Get mean? ready. Hey, baby. Oh, you got to wave. Okay. It's coming. No I one gets wait. more excited about the weather. I no. love it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Al. Well, just ahead, new twists overnight in a growing mystery. A top tennis player not seen in weeks after she accused a former Chinese official of sexual assault. Other star players like Naomi Osaka now demanding answers. A leading official in the sport speaking out. Where is she? We'll have the very latest in a live report. Plus, we just covered travel and weather, but there is another Thanksgiving hiccup to talk about. Shortages on everything from turkeys to tinfoil. Just one week to go. One week from today, Carrie Sanders has important advice if you haven't started your shopping just yet. But first, this is Today on NBC. He's horrible. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Oh, 
Oh, we are rocking around that Christmas tree. 7.30, Thursday morning, 18th of November, 2021. What have One they done with the place? Thanksgiving. 13 days until we help light that tree. Wow. And if you're counting, oh. and I know you are, oh. 37 days wow. to the big day 37? itself. Till Christmas? Wow, Til Christmas. yeah. That yeah. tree, again, I continue to be amazed by the speed with which they're getting that little tree ready for yeah. well, not it's their really first rodeo. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. no, they're good at it. Mm -hmm. And they're zhuzhing it. They're putting zhuzhing like little it. branches <laughs> in. Like hair extension. Uh -huh. uh, let's get to your 7:30 headlines, and we begin with a high-profile execution case in Oklahoma. High school students across Oklahoma City walked out of their classrooms yesterday to support Julius Jones. Jones is scheduled to receive a lethal injection this afternoon for the 1999 murder of businessman Paul Howell. Jones maintains his innocence. His family and supporters held a rally outside Governor Kevin Stitt's office yesterday. The governor says he is carefully considering the parole board's three-to-one vote that he recommend, excuse me, that he grant clemency to Julius Jones. Uh, the House has voted to censure Arizona Republican Paul Gosar for posting an animated video that depicted, depicted him killing Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The resolution will remove him from his two House committees. Gosar denied that his video was intended to be a threat, but he did not apologize. He's now the first congressman to be censured in more than a decade. Two of the three men convicted in the assassination of the civil rights activist Malcolm X are expected to be exonerated today. Muhammad Aziz and Khalil Islam have always maintained their innocence in the 1965 murder. The decision to vacate their convictions follows a nearly two-year investigation into the assassination itself and long-held suspicions that police arrested some of the wrong individuals. Both men were released from prison decades ago. Islam died in 2009. Now to a very troubling mystery that has some of the world's top tennis players and others voicing concerns and demanding answers. Where is Chinese tennis star Peng Shuai? Yeah, the 35-year-old former champion has not been seen in more than two weeks, and that comes after she accused a top Chinese politician of sexual assault. NBC's Janice Mackey Frere is in Beijing for us this morning with the story. Janice, good morning. Good morning. There are deep concerns around the well-being of Peng Shuai, a tennis star here who hasn't been seen or publicly heard from since early November. And an email that showed up on state media is raising more questions about where she is and whether she's okay. This morning, a deepening mystery around Chinese tennis star Peng Shuai. The former world number one doubles champion hasn't been seen or heard from in weeks since accusing a former top official of China's Communist Party of sexual assault. And now this. Chinese state media showed what it said was an email from Peng to the Women's Tennis Association, apparently recanting the allegations and saying everything's fine. The head of the WTA doesn't believe Peng actually wrote it. We definitely want to speak to her directly and make sure that she's okay. She knows that we're here to support her. Pung's disappearance and the wide-scale censorship of it here have stunned the tennis world. She won at Wimbledon in 2013 and the French Open the year after. It's honestly, it's shocking, you know, that, that she's missing. Naomi Osaka adding her voice on Twitter. I hope Peng Shuai and her family are safe and okay, she says. I'm in shock of the current situation and I'm sending love and light her way with the hashtag, where is Peng Shuai? That has become a rallying cry on social media. That question has gripped China since November 2nd, when a letter was posted to Peng's verified social media account. 
that detailed an alleged affair described as largely consensual with Zheng Gaolin, a former vice premier, and included a claim that he forced her into sex. Zheng retired in 2018 and could not be reached for comment. Within minutes, that post vanished and Peng dropped from public view. Peng Shuai is one of China's biggest sports stars, but her online presence has been largely scrubbed. Like when you search for her account, there's nothing there. The Chinese Tennis Association won't comment. China's foreign ministry won't address Peng or the allegations, telling NBC News it's not a question about diplomacy. This is an issue of right and wrong. And we have to stand behind this and insist on an investigation. Peng is a former Olympian. With thousands of athletes expected at Beijing's Winter Games, pressure is now mounting here to find answers and to find Peng Shuai. Janice, you talk about the pressure, the calls for the investigation, but does the Women's Tennis Association have any real leverage to kind of pressure China to give more answers here? Well, Savannah, the WTA has 11 tournaments here and a long-term deal worth over a billion dollars to hold the tour finals, yet they're threatening to boycott China if there isn't an investigation into Peng Shui's allegations and this censorship that has all but erased her from the Internet here. Look, companies and sports organizations, the NBA being a good example, uh, know that there are tripwires uh, to doing business in China and that challenging China can carry consequences. But on this, the WTA sounds firm. This is a claim of assault made by one of its players. And if there isn't transparency, the tour says it will consider walking away from China. Savannah? Stay on it, Janice. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Coming up next, a holiday headache. With Thanksgiving now just one week away, staples for your family's feast. More expensive if you can find them at all. We put Kerry Sanders on the case. There he is. He's going to have the story behind the shortages and some strategies as well to help you stock up on what you need. We'll do that right after this. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, I'm Nick Friedman. And I'm Lee Alec Murray. And this is The Anime Effect. We're a brand new podcast breaking down the anime and fandom news you care about, revealing just how powerful the effect of anime really is. Every week, we're breaking down the latest anime community developments and what it means for us fans. But we won't stop at just anime. We'll dig into other fandoms we can't get enough of and invite guests we know you'll recognize to join in the discussion. Whether you're a dedicated anime fan or a casual viewer, we want you to experience the anime effect. Tune into The Anime Effect starting February 16th. The Anime Effect is brought to you by Crunchyroll and Sony Music Entertainment. Watch complete episodes on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're back at 7.40 in depth today. This morning, an issue that could put a damper on your family's Thanksgiving Day plans. Yeah, the big day, of course, exactly one week from now. And looks like you may have to get creative to avoid higher prices and supply chain concerns that could impact what goes on that holiday table. NBC's Carrie Sanders has been doing some grocery shopping for us down in Florida. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> 
Good morning, guys. Look, if you're going to be preparing the Thanksgiving mouth-watering spread, the good news is you should be able to get what you want, but you need to shop early. Already at grocery stores across the country, including here at Doris's Italian Market and Bakery, they're seeing an acute demand for things like paper products, aluminum foil, and of course, turkeys. So your fridge may be full if you get the turkey now and follow the advice, but it will guarantee that you have what you want to eat seven days from now. We've all heard about those empty shelves at stores this winter, worrying many Americans that their Thanksgiving preparations may come up short, while some stores like this regional chain have managed to keep stocking the shelves with turkeys. These are the, the fresh turkeys we're getting from the Shenandoah Valley right here. But it has not been business as usual. One of our large suppliers cut our order 30%, and we had a scramble. We went to a local turkey farmer that we've been dealing with for 25 years. They grow their own feed. There's no supply chain disruptions. Stu Leonard Jr., a third generation CEO, says turkey farmers may have underestimated demand this year as American families get together again in large groups. First of all, the, the early bird gets the worm, okay? Don't wait till the last minute to go buy your turkey. According to the American Farm Bureau Federation, the average cost of Thanksgiving dinner is up 14% this year. Grocery stores like Winn-Dixie say they're trying to hold prices down, but much is out of their control. Is there a supply chain issue with the things we like to put on our Thanksgiving table? The supply chain is definitely bending, Kerry. It's not broken. In stores like this in South Carolina and California, temporary turkey shortages. The strain is resulting in a more expensive dinner. A 16-pound turkey up 24% this year to $23.99. Frozen pie crusts up 20% and fresh cranberries up 11%. Supply chains in general, uh, as they relate to specialty crops, uh, have, have just gotten more expensive. Uh, so cranberries in, in Wisconsin have to deal with much more expensive trucking rates, for example. Uh, and so that has a, a kind of an impact on what we would expect to pay at the grocery store. I can see that the prices have gone up, and I actually feel bad for, for a lot of people. I guess uh, you could just say I'm hoping for the best, you know? I, I don't have much control over this, so what can I do? To save money, retailers suggest make dishes from scratch instead of buying pre-made. Look for generic brands and keep an open mind. We sometimes say um, customers are going to get what they need. It might not necessarily be the brand that they particularly want, but they're going to find what they need. And that's especially true this Thanksgiving? Absolutely. With traditional Thanksgiving back on the menu, this year a little creativity may be the secret ingredient to a happy holiday. All right, Karen, let's get creative here. What, what are some, some ideas to get the most out of Thanksgiving this year and try and avoid those high prices? So the experts say, first of all, if you're out and you can't find what you want, think about shopping locally. That's a good tip. Remember that you can always do frozen foods. Most people are always looking for fresh, but frozen foods. Uh, 
you could actually tell everybody coming to your table, hey, let's split this up. Everybody brings something kind of like a potluck. That helps. And uh, horror of all horrors, I'm not sure this would ever happen anywhere I've ever eaten, but uh, smaller portions at the table. So if everybody eats a little bit less, there'll be plenty of food to go around. Mm, yeah, I just but, cut out on right. that last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of those tips will go over well in my Thanksgiving no, table as well. But, okay. Carrie, thank you. Thank you, Carrie. All right. Is it game time, Mr. Roper? All right. Okay, so we know it's fall right now, yeah. right? But let's go back to the amusement park because it's time to get on the temperature roller coaster. All right, here we go, kids. Keep your hands and feet inside the car. Look at these temperature changes from yesterday. Richmond, four degrees above average. Philadelphia, 71. New York, 68. 19 degrees up from Hartford. Now, oh, hold on. Here we go. Cold front comes through. Boom. Ah! Look at this. Boston, you're going to be 20 degrees colder than you were today. Hartford dropping 21. Philadelphia down 23 degrees. And we're going to head down south. Look at this. Roanoke, 23 degrees cooler than average. Charlotte, 18. Virginia Beach, 24. Whoa, man, you just don't want to get off the temperature roller coaster. By the way, 220 this morning. Look to the west. (laughs) Greatest eclipse starts at 4.03 a.m. Moon will have a coppery glow, very much like Hoda. And then uh, the greatest eclipse. 99% of it, it will come to an end at 5.47 tomorrow morning. Here's where you can see it the best. Minneapolis, Chicago, St. Louis, down to Dallas. It's going to be a no-show out west. And here in the east, there'll be uh, some decent amount of uh, breaks in the clouds. So from uh, New York, Washington, Raleigh, down to Atlanta, should be looking pretty good. And big props to our graphics department and our meteorologist, Brian Van Aken, for putting that together. Nice job, Al. It was fun. It was worth it. It was fun. Good ride. Coming up, we love this story, the accidental text that led a grandmother to invite a complete stranger to Thanksgiving. Yeah, it went viral. That was back in 2016. And this morning, Wanda and Jamal, they're joining us live. They're getting ready to spend their sixth holiday feast together. But first, these messages. He's back. From Wait, LA. what? Yes. Hello. How was, yes. How was the voice? Good. Thank you, Ariana. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> I'm always confused as to what studio I'm in. It's doing great, though. Thanks good, so much. Good. Coming up on Pop Starts, our exclusive sneak peek. JLo returning to the big screen, this time on a rom com with Owen Wilson. We'll have that for you. But first, a quick check your local news. You can start your day off right when you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. 